0: for tuning in. This is episode two with Life Love Lessons and I'm your podcast host Joy. We spoke last episode about mankind falling into sin. We also spoke about how sin crept in and we spoke about chapter two in Genesis and also chapter three In that, we know that Adam disobeyed God. He was disobedient. Eve was deceived. And for that, all of humanity has to pay. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. Amen. On this episode... I want to talk about how sin is a natural thing that comes to us naturally. We all sin most times. We may not even know that it is actually what is the definition of sin. I'm telling you, since I was a youth, I would do certain things and I would think that hey everybody else is doing it you see and then you might have friends that might say oh but I know this person she's good she pays her tithes she pays her taxes she doesn't beat up anybody she doesn't curse she's like a cool person again even if she does all of that she is definitely lacking in something and the reason why I say that is, is because after Adam and Eve sinned, and when that sin crept into the world, it has been a issue since the beginning of times. So God has given us Jesus Christ of Nazareth, which is God's only begotten son. And he has died for our sins, whatever sin that we have committed then God can forgive us we just have to repent of our sins that is the whole notch of it (laughs) just to keep it real however we are all with sin and even if we can't see people doing what we classify as sin believe me we all have fallen short everybody's not going to show you their weak point. You know, some things, just say you see a person and you see them extremely overweight, you might be like, oh, okay, I know they're seeing, they're gluttony. Or you might see a person and just say, if they're a boy and you see them with another boy and they're, you know, together, intimately, you might say, oh, I know they're seeing, and at least I'm not doing that, but I guarantee you, you're doing something. That is under God's, you know, law of being a sinner. It's basically put to you like this. We have all fallen short of God's glory. All of us. None of us are righteous. Without Jesus Christ and Nazareth, forget about it. We wouldn't be able to stand on the day of judgment. And you, listener, just like me, we all are going to have to answer to God. Amen? Why are we in trouble for our sins? That's a good question, right? It is because each of us have a responsibility to... Number one, our responsibility is to accept Jesus Christ the Nazareth in our heart. He died for our sins. And we have to first know God, right? We first have to be able to understand that God is real. And we have to repent of our sins. We have to know that we have sinned. So God is the one that opens up the eyes. He's the one that unstops the ears. He's the one that draws you near. Amen? And your part is just faith. It can be as small as a mustard seed. Have faith that God is real. Have faith that God can help you out your situation. Have faith that if you open your mouth right now and say, Lord, help me to draw closer to you, that God will hear you and that he will bring you closer. Amen. Sin will keep us out of the will of God. I am definitely telling you this from a personal experience in my own life. If we practice it, especially if you already know that God is real and you already know of your sins, got baptized and you received the Holy Ghost you should not continue to practice sin it's not a once saved, always saved meaning that even as a child of God you still need to do the same thing you did when you first got saved (laughs) the zeal that you get the joy that you get Amen? That same love and compassion, the forgiveness that you gave to people, that feeling that you felt on the inside, you have to still be loyal. You can't just leave and say, oh, now since I'm saved, let me go exile another thing on my list. No. This is a lifetime commitment. Lifetime, period. So you have to ask yourself, do you want to take a chance out to not be on the side of God? If you think that you can, you know, do anything else and say, you know what, forget all about this, then it is your choice. But I ask you sister I ask you brother To just give God a chance And watch him He'll definitely help you With no problem Amen In the Amplified Version Jeremiah chapter 17 Verse 9 it says, The heart is deceitful above all things, and it is exceedingly perverse and corrupt. And severally, mortally, sick, who can know it? Perceive, understand, be acquainted with his own heart and mind. Let me be honest with you. Our heart is wicked. Doesn't matter how good we think or whatever others think about their definition of what good is we naturally (laughs) are not good people the only one that is actually good is God believe it or not God is actually good with us today we can be sweet as pie within the next second please we'll be faithful for 10 minutes and the next hour forget about it inside of our heart we have so much that needs to be worked out see we always talk about people having great things in them and gifts but what about those things that work up iniquity inside of us. Since we were shaped into iniquity. Even in our mother's womb. Whether your parents was married. Or they were single. When you was conceived. You were shaped into iniquity. Because of Adam and Eve. Because sin crept into the world. And the only way to get clean. Is through Jesus Christ in Nazareth. In verse 10 of Jeremiah chapter 17, it says, I, the Lord, search the mind. I try the heart, even to give to every man according to his ways, according to the fruits of his doings. You see, sister, you see, brother, God desires to forgive us and heal us. If we turn away from our wickedness and we have to know that we actually do have wickedness (laughs) because it is there. And even if you say I'm not wicked, oh, I'm just the greatest person ever. I beg you. (laughs) On your own, you're not. It's not me being judgmental. You know what it is? It's me believing that what God says actually is Word. It is forever and ever and ever and ever faithful. You know, it's easy always for us to see other people's faults without seeing our own. For me, I know personally, I always say I'm the sinner of all sinners. Meaning that before I got saved, I was a hot mess. Completely. (laughs) Without a shadow of a doubt. I did everything I wanted to when I wanted to. A heathen. Seriously. But God. I want to also say to you, Desires relationship. It's not just about Him telling us that we have sin, sin in us and that we need to repent. And Him, you know, saying that we need to get baptized and receive the Holy Ghost. It's also God desires to have that relationship with us. The same way that he desired to have a relationship with Adam and Eve. This is so important for us to keep in mind. Your life is definitely like a vapor. It is here today and it's going tomorrow. My life is definitely like a vapor. Here today, it could be going tomorrow. Because it's true. We are here for how many years? But you spend eternity on the other side forever. Wouldn't you take out a chance to get to know this great God before it's too late? And second Chronicles chapter seven Verse 12, it says, And the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said to him, I have heard your prayer and have chosen this place for myself as a house of sacrifice. If I shut up heaven so no rain falls, or if I command locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people, If my people, who are called by my name, shall humble themselves, pray, seek, crave, and require of necessity my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and heal the land. Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to prayer offered in this place. Today, listeners... Listen to this verse one more time. Now my ears will be open and my and my, my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to prayer offered in this place. God is talking to us. This place is us. Vessel. We are walking around in a vessel. This is our earthly tent. We are now what God wants us to be when it comes to being able to receive Jesus Christ and Nazareth as our personal Lord and Savior. Being baptized in Jesus Christ and Nazareth's name. Amen. And receiving the Holy Ghost. Now we can be able to have fellowship with God on a daily basis. Now, I'm not saying you don't need to go to church because you do need to get into a Bible teaching church that's actually doing God's will not all that hooping and hollering okay and playing around and prosperity preaching I'm not talking about that I'm talking about a Bible teaching church that's not in your pockets but desire for you to go further in your relationship with God Now, if you're not able to get to the church house, God can get to you wherever you are. All you have to do is open your mouth and speak to him. Repent of your sins. Amen. If you're a backslider, I've been there. God can heal your backsliding. In Jesus' name. All you have to do is repent. Repentance is not just about saying sorry. Repenting is about changing your mind, changing your direction, saying, Lord, I'm ready to go this other direction. I know I failed you. Forgive me for my sins, Father. Not just praying and closing your eyes and stopping your ears back up and going back into sin no repenting is asking for forgiveness and turning around and going to another direction amen I love the way that when God said now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to prayers offered because once we ask God Lord help us he hears us he is so willing to help us, to get us up out of sin. God wants to be the king of our life. He wants to have fellowship with our life. He brought us here for a purpose. Not for our own purpose. <laughs> Come on. What good is that going to be in 80 years? Most times people do live to be 80 Some live to be 90. Some live to be 100. The way that this world is going. All I can tell you is. Let's get right. With God. The most important. Matter. In the whole entire universe. Is our relationship with him. We need to. Focus on things that will last forever. Not so many carnal things. Amen. I wanted to also talk about what I seen on a news channel. It said millions are facing severe weather threats. This could be the second billion dollar weather disaster. They're talking about a first of a tornado that's going to happen in Minnesota. This stuff is serious. We've seen when the pandemic hit. Something that affected the whole world. And now, millions are facing severe weather threats. That's deep. Meaning that, if I go back, to what it says in verse 14 of 2nd Chronicles chapter 7 if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves, pray, seek crave and require of necessity my face and turn from their wicked ways then will I hear from heaven forgive their sin and heal their land do you want God to move for you right now Do you feel like, you know what, Lord, I want my family to be saved or I want my friend to be saved or I or I want to be closer to you. The time is now. He can hear you if you call out to him and you repent of your sins. You acknowledge that. Yes, Lord. I have failed. It's nothing to be embarrassed about. Amen. But God is telling us, at this time, we need to come to Him. Get back to Bible. As they say, go back to the basics. Because being on our own, it's just not good enough. For us, it's actually a will that we want to do where we want to complete every single thing oh this is on my list I, as I said earlier right but God's will the reason why his will is the best for our life his purposes are the best is because he knows that he can do so many things if we only will submit to him and if we did it our way we're going to be in so much, you know, sorrow. We're gonna be regretting things. We're gonna be like, oh man, this didn't happen, that didn't happen. You gotta ask yourself, did you even ask God? <laughs> Should you do it? A lot of us, we tell God after we make our decisions. We, some of us, okay? We can come and act like, you know, hey, if God don't do this, now I'm going to be upset. Or want to treat God as a genie. Because a lot of times you have churches out here that teach only about money, profit, profit, profit. You know, all they're doing is talking about money, 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 money. money right? And I understand it's a scripture in a Bible that says money answered all things. That is for the natural stuff. What about a sin sick soul? What about somebody that has cancer? What about somebody that's on their deathbed? Money cannot answer the spiritual things. Come on now. What about somebody that's going through so much anxiety and they have used all the money they could to get this stuff down and it still won't go away? God can help. Not by any means am I saying I'll take your medicine. All I'm telling you is. I'm a testimony. So I know. And, and one day I can share that testimony. On my podcast. If God is willing. But I know. When money falls short. And. With all the money in the world. You still. Are going to come up short. Because when you leave this world, your money is going to be left behind for someone to steal or your family members to spend it up. All I'm trying to tell you is get yourself together with God. Amen. In Ezekiel chapter 18 verse 20 and 21 it says the soul that sins is the one that shall die the soul that sins it is the one that shall die the son shall not bear and be punished for the iniquity of the father neither shall the father bear and be punished for the iniquity of the son the righteousness of the righteous shall be upon him only And the wickedness of the wicked Shall be upon the wicked only So God is laying it out for us Whatever the the son Has done That's on the son Whatever the father has done That's on the father And he he said this The son shall not bear and be punished For the iniquity of the father And with your children If you're having children Or you, you have children Doesn't matter what age they are Get them, you know, involved with God, with the word of God. Amen. Even if they're little kids, you can read the word. And it's not about, oh, well, you know, God is not by force. I understand that. However, the word of God says you raise your child in the word. If you raise, you know, raise them. And the word when he gets older, he will not depart from it. Amen. So it's important that we at least bring the word around the kids. I'm telling you, these children is three, four, five, six. I mean, just throw out an age, and I'll tell you, they all know the latest music, they know the coolest video games, they know everything except about God. Now, some children are being raised in the Word. I met a young lady that was, she was young, and she went to my boutique, and she was in God's Word. So, I'm just saying, if you know that your child is not in God's Word, and, and you're not reading it to him, he knows all about Cardi B's song, and Megan Stallion, and he knows Nicki Minaj, he knows everybody else, but he don't know Jesus. Start talking to them about the word of God because they're going to need it. Amen. It says that neither shall the father bear and be punished for the iniquity of the son. When your children get a certain age, as people should tell people, tell people they got children. You know, that sin is going to be in your child when they get a certain age. So it's good to get them together because the way things are happening, you don't know what will happen. And you don't want your child to leave this world and not have a relationship with God. It says, but If the wicked man turns from all his sins that he has committed and keeps all my statutes and does that which is lawful and right, he shall surely live. He shall not die. See, God doesn't have a problem with a wicked person. He definitely doesn't. Because I was wicked. You was wicked. Even if people don't admit it, we are. <laughs> okay? But God is saying... He shall surely live. He shall not die. So God will forgive a wicked man. Amen. He will. Just like he's about to say this. Let me read this. None of his transgressions, which he has committed, shall be remembered against him. For his righteousness, which he has executed for his moral and spiritual rectitude in every way and relation, he shall live. So God is saying nothing that he's done shall be remembered that was bad. So all his transgressions that he did, God will forget those. Amen. God said that if he keeps all my statutes and does that which is lawful and right, he shall surely live. So that just should encourage everyone. God is not a respectable person. He's not. Amen. Here goes, this is what God has to say. Have I any pleasure in the death of the wicked says the Lord, and not rather that he shall turn from his evil way and return to his God and live. Listen to that. God is saying he does not have pleasure in the death of the wicked. He says and and not rather that he shall turn from his evil way and return to his God and live see people think that they know about God they say stuff that they don't know they talk about holy sacred things that they have no idea about they just speaking out of their mouth (laughs) you know or back in the day people be like they speaking out their neck okay but God does not take pleasure in a person perishing and going to eternity without him he's not not happy with that that's the reason why he's using people as a messenger I'm a disciple of Jesus Christ of Nazareth and I thank God for giving me that chance and I am like a mail lady with a message if the person doesn't accept the message what am I to do only thing I can do is just say come to Jesus and let that person know that God loves you more than you ever could know. He loves you more than any love you ever felt in your life. The word of God says, but if the righteous man turns away from his righteousness and commits iniquity and does according to all the abominations that the wicked man does, shall he live? none of his righteous deeds which he has done shall be remembered now look at how God is he said if a righteous man if he turns around and commits iniquity and does according to all the abominations that the wicked man did God's saying that none of his righteous deeds shall be remembered so just like he let the wicked man know if you turn from your sins, I'll forget all about anything bad that you did. He letting that person that's righteous let me speak to the people that say that they're saints. If you did all these great things and you, you know, you, you speak in tongues and you lay hands on the sick and they're healed, and you're doing all these great things. But if you turn around and you go back into sin, God is letting us know for me he's telling me this he's telling you your righteous deeds does not matter anymore and see the only reason why we are righteous is because of Jesus Christ of Nazareth hallelujah so that means that if you are in God and you say you have the righteousness you can only get that through Jesus and and also you need not to practice any sin because sin will keep you away from God doesn't matter how righteous you are and it's not a such thing as oh once saved always saved a lot of people believe that I was surprised a lot of people believe that you know a once saved always saved if that was the case the people that accepted Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior and, and, you know, they got baptized and they received the Holy Spirit, the people would say, okay, that's it. And they can just go back to the world. Why would that, you know, come on. that's It's not that doctrine that people are teaching. No. And the reason I know that it's not of God because I had backslid and when I backslid God showed me that the sin itself it's like it it, it can have a hold on you so even if you're trying to do the right thing right it's not gonna it's it's because it's against God it's like it's totally hostile towards God okay and when you're practicing it it's not gonna for one you're not gonna be happy because if you do have the Holy Spirit God is not in that in you doing those things that he once delivered you from because a person might say well how is it possible not to sin even if you do accept Jesus, it is very possible because God puts his spirit on the inside of you and his spirit will give you a conscience you will feel the desire to not do those same things that you used to do that's the best way that I can explain it so God is telling us that whether you're righteous or you're wicked. If you turn from your wicked ways. And you're a wicked person. He won't remember any of your sins. He'll, he, you basically have a clean slate. And if you're righteous and you go into sin. God is telling you your good deeds don't matter. Okay. It says in his trespass that he has trespassed. And in his sin that he is sinned, and them shall he die. Yet you say, the Lord of the yet you say, the way of the Lord is not fair and just. Hear now, O house of Israel. Is not my way fair and just? Or not your ways unfair and unjust? This is God talking to us. He's like, wait a minute. Here now, O house of Israel. Is not my way fair and just or not your ways unfair and unjust? God is a holy God. Everybody that, in a natural sense, if you go to a job, they have standards. They, you know, even if it's the most craziest job that you ever worked for, even the scammers, they got standards okay the devil he be having these people do so many stuff and sometimes people they listen they doing the stuff because that's just in their flesh to do it but even at those little places like them calling centers that be scamming people they got standards you see what I mean it might not be no high standards I mean you we know it's not high standards but I'm just trying to tell you everybody have rules that's just the way that the life is this is the way. Even in my life, I have standards, and I'm one of the most laid-back people. If you was working for me, I'm so laid back. <laughs> as long as you take care of my customers, then I could care less what you do on your break. And then I also take care of you for lunch, and I also be like, okay, you want to watch this, or you know, you know what I mean. I'm so laid back. But I do have standards when it comes to my customers. So God has standards. And his standards is. Is you. Me. We all have fallen short. Of his righteousness. And if. We. Desire. To get up out of. The sin nature. That will follow us to the grave. Meaning that the way that you live in now, if you want to stay unrepentant, you know, and you don't want to give your life to God. When you die, hell is real. Hell is real. As real as I'm talking to you right now. As real as the world that you see come on now it's real God is not playing with us and I don't want you to be deceived honestly because on my heart I don't want no soul to perish even my enemy I don't want them to perish I want if I if if there's any enemy, I want them to not perish in Jesus' name. You know, if, if these, you know, if any anybody, I want to forgive them because let me tell you, hell is for everlasting too, and that's the reason I'm having this Bible study. That God allowed me to even talk about His Word. This is an honor. I would rather do this than the most coolest things in the world. And you might say, why? You know why? Because I want to please God. I care more about pleasing God than pleasing people. You see? Because I've been there. Where, you know, I and this is something that I naturally did. Before I became a born-again believer, I would always try to please people. Like, oh, how can I make this person happy? Oh, and then even when I got saved, that same type of carnal nature (laughs) would try to come back to me. So when I work at a job, I'll be trying to please this person, please that person. You know, no. God wants us to please him. Trust him with all our heart. Amen. The word of God. Therefore, I will judge you, O house of Israel. Everyone according to his ways, says the Lord God. Repent and turn from all your transgressions. Lest iniquity be your ruin. And so shall they. Not be a stumbling block to you Amen So God is saying for us to repent Turn From our transgressions When he was talking to Israel Back then he's still talking to Us now All of us Gentile or Jew Repent of our sins Amen And he said Lest iniquity be your stumbling block And so shall they not be a stumbling block to you cast away from you all your transgressions by which you have transgressed against me and make you a new mind and heart and a new spirit for why will you die O house of Israel I felt that in my spirit thank you Lord Because once you repent of your sins, I'm telling you, you feel so much better. You feel like a new person. Because God can create in you a clean heart and a new spirit. And God is saying, for why will you die, O house of Israel? For I have no pleasure in the death of him who dies, says the Lord God. Therefore, turn, be converted, and live. Amen. That was verse 32. And I was reading from the book of Ezekiel. And yeah, you know, I'm so happy that God allowed me to read his word in Jesus' name. If you guys want to get the scripture to that, that was Ezekiel chapter 18, and you can read that. Actually, it was past, it was 18, um, chapter 18, verse 20, 21, 22, 23, let's see, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32. So basically, chapter 18, and we started at 20 to 32. If you want to read that on your own, as I said yesterday on the episode, the first episode I did for Bible study, you can always use Bible Gateway, and that is online. If you don't have a Bible with you, you can use your cell phone and just type in Bible Gateway. You can read from any version as long as it is the Holy Bible. It's been 43 minutes since I started the second episode. I want to read Psalm 19. Verse 12 to 14. It says, Who can discern his lapses and errors? Clear me from hidden and unconscious faults. It is some sins that we have done, hidden unconsciously have sinned. And you might say, Well, why should we have to repent of that? Why not? Because, Lord, forgive me for anything that I've done. Or that I've hid. Sometimes we we hide our sins. But we can't hide from God. You can fool some people. Sometimes. Okay? But one thing we can never fool is God. Because he knows our motives behind that issue. Issue. Behind that situation, behind whatever it is, he knows every single thing. You cannot hide anything from him. Neither can you hide yourself. <laughs> Amen. It don't even matter. A person can say, "Oh, you know what? I don't want to believe in this guy. I want to go and be a Buddha. I want to go and be a, a person over there in Hindu. I want to do this. Whatever you want to be, they all gotta bow down to." At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Shall is a promise. Every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Glory to the Father. Amen. Forever and ever. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. So, Buddha, Krishna, none of them rose on the third day. I don't care what deity you didn't you know, if some of my listeners, y'all done went back to the Africa gods or the the of Horus, all of them. Listen, Jesus Christ of Nazareth is the Messiah. He is the anointed one. He has power over life and death, over all sin. Does not matter whatever you think you're going to go worship. They, all those things bow down to Jesus. Everything under Jesus Christ and Nazareth's feet. Hallelujah. Amen. Keep back your servant also from presumptuous presumptuous sins. Amen. Let them not have dominion over me. Then shall I be blameless and I shall be innocent and clear of great transgression. And it says, keep back your servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. In some sense, it's so strong and so out of just out of the world. Like <laughs> I'm telling you, I've dealt with that. Don't you want to be blameless and have that freedom inside of you? Not like a stony, aggressive, unhappy person know when you have God inside of you God can give you peace real peace not know where you gotta chant this chant no I'm talking about the prince of peace amen the king of kings the wonderful counselor the great I am that I am the author and the finisher of our faith the alpha and the omega the lord of hosts amen the real bright and morning star. That is Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Hallelujah. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O oh Lord. My firm, impenetrable rock and my redeemer. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. This is what the psalmist is saying. It's saying, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. That's really what God, you know, wants us to do. How are we living? What are we doing? You know, the only things that will last is the things that we do for God. Everything else is gonna fade away. A Corinthians the book of Corinthians chapter six verse twenty it says you were brought with a price, purchased with a preciousness, and paid for, made his own. So then honor God and bring glory to him in your body. Our sin nature is real. Amen. I'm, I'm saying this because it's serious. Our sin nature is completely real. And hopefully from me reading scripture, if you are a new believer in Christ, or you are curious that you're able to see that what I'm saying is totally from God. I pray that God will help you to draw closer to him in Jesus name. This Bible study I did have in mind people that was wondering what the Bible was about. God led me to talk about this because it's important, especially in these times. I want to also tell you actually that I am going to be doing a second part Seeing. And I think it's very important because a lot of times people, they see stuff and then they say, oh, it's nothing into that or, or like they're turned off instantly because they see certain things. Right. And what I mean by that is, is that it is some places, some churches They are professing that they're Christians, but of course, just say a scandal came out, just say, you know, or or even with the Catholic. I mean, in every single spiritual organization or religious organization, if they say that they believe in Jesus, you heard me say, say, then instantly the people who don't know about God, if they see that, they're going to say, oh, wow, I don't want to be... And then they totally like wrap it up and throw it in the bag and say, no, I don't want to be a Christian. That's why you do have a lot of atheists out now of all different races. Atheists, that type of organization, they are at the point now that they have their own congregation (laughs) you know where they talk about why they don't believe in God and this and that and this and that and a lot of them are ex church members some of them when they were younger they could have went to church and some of them may not have never been to church their family just didn't teach them about God but the scary thing is Is that we don't know when this life will be over. And life is real on the other side. It is as real as it is over here. The only difference is is that this is for a short time. And over there is for eternity. And when you leave from over here in this vessel that you're walking around in this tent you go over there to the other side that's forever and ever if we are right with God and we take the chance regardless of what people say wouldn't you rather take that chance than to be without God and then when you open your eyes you are before the Lord of hosts You're before the King of Kings. You're before Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I appreciate the time that you have given me in Jesus name. I would definitely be coming back with episode three. And it's going to be about Saul. Then we're going to be talking about David. King Saul. That's going to be for episode three. And then we're going to get into King David. And we're going to just keep on keeping on. Amen. God bless you. I hope you have a good one. Peace.